0: Hello, Hello and welcome. This is our recap of the recent event that we put on, which was the War Fork going the social distance uh, dual tournament thing that we did. Uh, it was amazing. I'm really super psyched about what we were able to pull off. And this is going to be an interesting episode. Because it's not a uh, an actual important guest; it's just a bunch of doofuses that hang out. No I'm kidding. <laughs> these are all of our uh, these are the apostles of the keep. These are the people who uh, make everything happen. And I'm really excited to share um, them with you because I feel like all too often people look at me and they say like, "Oh, yeah, that's the keep guy." I'm like, "No, this is like a group effort. I'm just the guy with the microphone most of the time." So, uh. Can you, like, let's just kind of go down in order of us in the chat and, like, introduce ourselves for, like, just so people can recognize our voices and put them to a name? Uh, Sure. You're first.
1: Yeah. um, I'm Donkey. I uh, I do stuff around here. It's a lot of fun.
2: I'm Gelmo. I also do stuff around here.
0: Gelmo, you're being too humble. Donkey, (laughs) I didn't say that for you, but you're both being too humble. (laughs) Gelmo... (laughs) <laughs> if if we put together an award show for like the keep, Gelmo would get the lifetime achievement award day one. Like, of course, you're the hard. Yeah, sure. I think we can all much. agree, Gelmo is the hardest working man in show business.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Period. Like, we're so lucky to have him. Oh my we'll
0: get goodness. more into that. the accolades, but I can't promise you it's true. We'll get <laughs> more into that as we go. Hadoukant
1: Hi, I'm Hadoukant. Uh I do stuff around here. I do the podcast art and some overlay stuff once in a while. I'm spaced. I do uh, a lot of our web and graphic design
0: work. That's what a professional sounds like when they introduce themselves. Next, Zeb.
3: Uh, Zeb, I help out with tournaments in terms of like animating and organizing, but enjoy playing Warfork a lot.
0: And one of the best players in our continent.
3: (laughs) That's kind of like... (sighs) <laughs> Not saying a whole lot. <laughs> There's like a Ooh, total NA burn. Yeah, total of 6 NA players that totally play. <laughs> so,
0: so let's try to take it back to day 1 of when we first kind of sparked the idea of the going the social distance. I I was talking to some di- you know different people. COVID was just starting to kind of like become a thing. Things were starting to shut down, and I was talking to uh, Flambeau, uh, who's my favorite human being. And so Mrs. Flambeau is a nurse, and she was taking the full brother They're in the Netherlands. I mean, they were, like, flying helicopters into Germany with patients in them because their hospitals were so overwhelmed. And she's working, like, these super long hours. It was insane. Like, hearing the story of what she was going through day-to-day was insane. And everybody was like talking about the people getting sick. Donkey, you were one of them, actually, a, a COVID survivor. We all salute you, Donkey. Well,
1: Thank, you. Yeah, for sure, Thank you for
0: your service. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I did my best, I guess. <laughs>
0: but, but I, I wanted to like I, I wanted to find way like who, the people who are taking like the brunt of this work. Are like the the people who are actually dealing with the problem face to face every day. Because while the rest of us were <laughs> hunkered down in our house for. Uh, two months, three months, some, in some cases, uh, you know, Mrs. Flambeau was at work every day, more hours than usual, dealing with sick people, watching people literally die. Like it was crazy. And I was like, we need to give back to these nurses. Uh, human bones suggested Florence Nightingale foundation. I found out from multiple sources that they had actually like supported a lot of the nur- uh, nurses unions paid for, you know, scholarships for, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so we picked that. And uh, then it was a matter of figuring the event out, and that's where I think uh, Gelmo and Zeb, you guys, really stepped up and took over. Glad to help. Yeah. So we we decided on a dual tournament, and what? How has it been for you guys? Because like I don't, I've I've taken a backseat. This used to be all stuff that I did by myself, which is why our early tournaments were so bad. I would just kind of like sit down and write out these long, arduous documents of you know how the tournament was going to go down detail by detail and i would obsess over it and everything and i've had the uh i've had the opportunity now to just like let two guys who know what the fuck they're talking about deal with it and it's been amazing and uh, so i guess to my question to gilmo and zeb is like how do you guys not only just enjoy but like how how did you look at putting together an event like this uh from a tournament standpoint
2: well, for me, the big thing was just trying to make sure that the tournament was accessible to as many people as possible. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had servers everywhere so that people can play from Europe, Asia, etc., America, all at the same time and not have to deal with, you know, an unfair match against an opponent who has a significantly different ping than yourself. So that was a big part of it for me, just to make sure that we can get as much of the community involved in you know the effort as possible.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's such a huge asset to have somebody who's really savvy with servers and has access to all that. Uh, especially when, uh, you know, with, I mean, let's be honest, like the Warfork community is a pretty international community. And if we didn't include everyone, the tournaments would be pretty low player count, as to put it nicely. So it's really cool to just sort of interact with everyone from you know Europe, Asia, and all the various countries, even like from you know South America and stuff like that. So to really have this huge, accessible you know server base really makes it more fun to just kind of like uh, find new all kinds of player skills, talents, and, and really just grow the competition. And then it's just interesting because you know this game has you know been around for many, many years, but. It's. I feel like it's now that it kind of came onto Steam and there's like a little bit more accessibility to it. Um, it it kind of seems like a right time to really just uh, put out events and really try to feed the community money of these tournaments as possible. We had a really successful Clan Arena tournament before this, so that was a lot of fun, long day, but it was a lot of fun seeing all that uh, come together and enjoying themselves. And then uh, you know we've had tournaments in the past, so it was just right to just do another one. And I think you know with a lot of the groundwork that I think Motherload has done and pretty much everybody else, it's almost kinda to the point where we can kind of like be on autopilot with a lot of these things and we don't have to like reinvent the wheel every single time we do a tournament, so it's not as bad uh, as probably it was earlier.
0: Yeah. Having those templates to work from is huge. It's been like really I don't even want to say it was fun. It was actually kind of painful at points to uh, get fed some humble pie uh, by you guys, especially because uh, one thing that I I personally like I try to surround myself not around. I don't want to be around. Yes, men like I don't want to be about, around people who are just like, yes, that's a great idea. Do that because I said it like I know that each and every one of you guys in this chat will tell me if I'm wrong or if like my idea is stupid or that something needs to change or be fixed. And like, there's been a lot of long nights leading up to this event with uh, just me and Gelmo working on everything from overlays, uh, stream shit to audio stuff to you guys like trying to figure out, you know, what's the best format or like, you know, who, who do we reach out to specifically just promoting this thing was huge. I mean, we launched a website a week before this tournament as well. And most of that's due to like the hard work of Spaced and Gelmo as well. So, this has just been like fucking insane. Like, this is probably one of the most exciting things I've ever been a part of. And I'm honored to like kind of be surrounded by guys like you.
2: I'm happy to be a part of it. It's been (laughs) a uh, great way to spend some of my free time lately, and
0: it's been a really enjoyable use of my free time. Yeah, but why? That's I guess that's what everybody wants to know about you, Gelmo. Is like, why do you do it? It's so weird. You're you're like (laughs) unbelievable. The output that you are able to bring to the table is insane.
2: I mean, sometimes I'm just trying to make something that I want myself. You know? Yeah. And uh, if I want it, there's probably other people, at least one other person, who will end up enjoying the same thing eventually. So if I could. You know, put something out there, spend time, make something original that satisfies me. My part of my motivation is hoping and sometimes knowing that there will be somebody else who enjoys it and appreciates it.
0: Doc, you sound like you had something to say there.
1: Nah, it's just uh, Gilmo just blows me away. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, how he does it either. Um, it's uh, he's one of those guys that um takes a look at. Right- the world around him and uh bends that to his will rather than, you know <laughs> yeah. um let his conditions uh dictate how he acts. And uh that's um inspiring to see in somebody. You know.
0: It's actually intimidating. I used to think that I, I was like <laughs> I used to be the guy who pulled hours around here. People were like, Man, mother loads tireless. No one says that shit anymore. They're just like, God damn, <laughs> Gilmo is up till six AM like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gotta get stuff done. Some I know, but just
2: has to happen.
0: We're gonna cut you off. We've talked about blocking you from the Discord for like a forty-eight. We're gonna send you on like a mandatory vacation <laughs> to like see if you can relax. But then, I don't. We we had, ran into so many like challenges just getting this thing off the ground. As I said, like just promoting it was a big uphill battle, and we didn't even realize until what like the two days before that this was going to coincide with a lot of other significant arena shooter events. Like there was a CPM tournament going on. There was a zoonotic tournament going on. Also stage three of Quake. GPL. Yeah. It yeah. was going on like this. We couldn't have picked a worse time objectively to do it. And yet it's still, in my opinion was like one of the, this is actually the most successful uh, in terms of like work put in to money generated and the amount of time that we had ever. Mm-hmm. Of the three charity tournaments that the, uh, the keep has done, so I don't know. Like I don't really know how to equate that. I don't know if that's because we've grown as a community. Uh, I know that we've done better, you know, and just getting our name out there and everything. I don't. I don't really know what to account that to. Like I, I legitimately, we had this conversation a few days beforehand. Like we're, I think it's going to be this many people, and I think it's going to be this many people. And I was kind of in my head, I was reserved honestly like really i reserved myself to the idea that this is going to be a massive flop and i'm not saying that now to like surprise you or like cause any extra drama that's really what i thought was like i've just done all this work for nothing but i can't like turn my back on it now and i couldn't have been more wrong
3: you know i think with the success of all their previous events that we've been putting out and for the most part it's been pretty positively received i think um you know just by that fact alone we have like this newfound respect amongst amongst the community members that were longing for some kind of uh, you know events to be taking place for their game and the fact that they have you know a group of us like us you know nerds that like this niche game <laughs> that you know it really it it, it means a lot to them and it, and it means a lot to us as well to just really put on a good event and then you know it really helps to have guys I mean to be honest like i i personally i have no i have zero like tec- technical skill in terms of like art and all that you know fancy you know server stuff that gelmo does and all and the rest of you you know artist guys and everything and so me I just basically like harass people online and just try to see if they want to come to events and spam <laughs> and then even gelmo does that too to a certain extent as well so when you get you know when you have like a good combination of guys that just mutually respect each other but also have the same goal in mind it Kind of makes it a pretty seamless process in terms of getting these events on 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 the road and everything. So, yeah. so it's just a, it's just a joy to watch it kind of come together. It's just kind of like one of those. It's like just like a project, you know. Like it's our hobby, it's our passion. You know, it's kind of fun to see things come together and uh, just a proverbial smile on people's faces. When a clean event comes through.
0: So. I don't know. There was no fear. No one had any fear other than me. Or was I the only one panicking? I guess that's what I'm asking.
3: Yeah, uh, you were the only one panicking. I, think. I was <laughs> panicking, panicking hard. I was
2: dude. expecting a little bit more noise at the start.
3: Yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, in the beginning, it was like kind of slow. I was like, guys, there's only like three sign-ups. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. know. I think I think just like people like kind of tune in a... You know, random times like when, even though when we think we're the loudest, it's like the quietest. But then when we're the quietest, it's like the loudest responses. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard to <laughs> kind of quantify like when people are paying attention and when people are not. And also, you know, we're a pretty small community, so it's like you can't really miss us. You know, <laughs> and that that small
2: community of Warfork, not just the keep, but mm-hmm. the, but Warfork itself is also very disjointed right now. Yeah. So it's even harder to. To, you know reach out to the entire player base
0: right, right i wanted to if we can just like take a brief little path along that route like of why it's so disjointed right now and i i think it's it should be obvious but it isn't um and it makes sense because a lot of i think a lot of new people are coming to the game because of the steam release of Warfork and everything so like people don't know the history i certainly didn't and still really don't fully understand why People feel the way they do, but if I think that space, you're you know, you've been playing this game since forever, and then Gumo is probably the most researched, and Zeb, you're as close to a pro as we have here. So, uh, L- what wh- what is the what is the history behind the Warsaw to Warfort transition, and what seems to be the holdup?
3: Well, I guess you know. Warsaw itself came out. I mean, in two thousand five, six around that time period, and I, I didn't. I heard about it through uh, like a Quake World friend of mine, and he was like, "Yeah, there's this game out there. It's similar to Quake World. Plays like CPM, but it's also got like an interesting wall dodge mechanic." So we tried it out, and it was a lot of fun. And then, um, they had like uh, back in the day when there was a CPL, the Cyber Professional Athlete League or whatever. They also mm-hmm. had like a Cyber Athlete Amateur League, which was like like an online thing. Uh, for like, you know, it's just basically like a weekly league match, and then like towards the end, there's like a playoff. So it's like literally like ten to twelve weeks of just straight competitive gaming, which was fun but tiring at the time. And then I hadn't heard about it. I, I stopped playing it like pre- pre- pretty much for like a decade and a half, and then I heard Warfork came back because it was like a fork of Warsaw. I guess there's been a lot of drama amongst the developers, which I don't know the, all the details about, but. I guess the developers of Warfork had other goals in mind compared to the Warsaw developers, so hence they took the game um, and kind of made it their own and made it uh, release uh, on Steam. So that kind of uh, grabbed a larger audience. And then when I heard about it, I was kind of confused and intrigued at the same time. So that's when I kind of got back into it because of this release through Steam. So in, in a way, if it wasn't released on Steam, I would have never touched Warsaw or Warfork or whatever you want to call it again. And then there's like this whole other offshoot of Cocaine Diesel, which I have really not a whole lot of idea about, but it's like another offshoot of, of Warsaw. So basically you have like three games of of the same game. So if anybody else wants to add to that, then go right ahead.
2: Should I take that one? Yeah, you should, if you've yeah. got something to say. Okay. So uh, I'm really new to Warsaw and Warfork. I had never even heard of it until Warfork was on Steam. I'm relatively new to a f p s games in general. My first one was quake champions um but since then, I've played a lot of other ones, and I've gained you know a strong interest in it. But after I found Warharf work, I did a lot of research and not really research, but you know, I just perused and tried to find out more about the game's history um and I got a couple other tidbits there so my understanding is that Warsaw was actually the first "quote unquote" demo game for Q Fusion, and Q Fusion is a—it's a id Tech two. Uh, te- it's it's an engine based on id Tech two. It's essentially the Quake two engine, yeah. But they also added other features from the Quake three engine, um, as well as other functionality, um, and eventually they added a game on top of Q-Fusion, and that game was Warsaw. Um, Eventually, Warsaw forked off from Q-Fusion and became a separate project from Q-Fusion. And today, Vic still works on Q-Fusion regularly as a totally separate project from Warsaw and Warfwork, etc. Um, So that's that's where Warsaw came from. Um, But today's Warsaw is actually a little bit different than that Warsaw and the Warsaw that most of you guys might be familiar with. Um, the Warsaw team that was developing Warsaw. Um, I don't know exactly what version they started working as, or working on, but the old Warsaw team pretty much stopped working on Warsaw around version 2.1. And when that happened, the game stagnated. There were not very many updates. Um, And then the Warsaw project got picked up by Slice and Mwaga and they started adding some changes, making bug fixes, and then we had 2.1.2. After 2.1.2, they started working on more significant functionality changes to Warsaw, like improving the bot mechanics, um, adding a login authentication system, a lot of different features I'm not going to go into. So, Warfork is a fork of Warsaw from 2.1. Whereas Warsaw is still being developed on a new track. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a... There's a little bit of bad beef. Because there really is very little difference... Currently, between Warfork and Warsaw 2.1, they've changed some assets um, so that it would be more appropriate to publish the game on Steam. But that's about it right now. Most of the changes, as far as I know, that they're doing for Warfork are not necessarily related to improving Warsaw or Q Fusion, but rather taking warsaw 2.1 and making that version the quintessential version more appropriate for a wider audience and uh there seems to be a lot of people who don't understand that the projects are significantly different because of that and there shouldn't be any bad blood between them because they both have totally different goals they're not competitors
0: so i'd actually like to kind of Take that and roll with it for just a second here. So one of the questions that we got in the event was why are you guys choosing to support Warfork and over you know Warsaw I and that actually leads us to a journey that I think uh Hadtakant Space and I can account to, and m- maybe Donkey too. But so when we started the Keep project, right? The the project that ultimately became this whole thing that is now this in the Keep thing. We looked at like every arena shooter that we were interested in. You know, that that included painkillers, Xenotic, uh Warsaw, all of it. You know, everything. Space was a you know, a junkie of Warsaw back in the day. And he was like dude you got to play this game you got to play like you know cuz it was a classic so i i, I tried warcell and i at that point like i loved the movement the 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 whole thing everything about warcell except the community um was at least for me coming in as like a hey you know i'm a podcaster i'm really interested in like covering this we'd like to maybe you know like do some events or whatever i could not have gotten a more blatantly negative response like <laughs> From the Warsaw community. Like just I joined their Discord and I literally was met with like gifts of donkeys shitting to me <laughs> trying to, you know, say like I wanna do nice things for you. Uh not to say like I'm some kind of like, oh I'm I'm God and I'm here to give you the gift of fucking agriculture or whatever. I'm just saying like I was I tried to be positive and I found a community of people who were not receptive to uh what would have been hopefully what we're doing now at the time and when i saw the like the war project being really i I think i saw it on reddit first there's going to be a fork of warsaw you know it's going to be this like the definitive version of warsaw and it's going to be on steam which to me like the way my mind works is like i'm all about accessibility and functionality. I really want people to be able to play something and enjoy it as soon as they touch it. I don't want it to be this barrier of entry that you have to like deal with a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's hard enough to get into arena shooters at all. Don't make the user experience hard, you know? Um, Agreed. So when I saw Warfork, I jumped on that shit. I was like, that, that is dope. Me and Smango had a server up the first day playing, you know, dual arena and everything. And I I just, I fell. Completely in love with this project. I didn't know anything about you guys. I didn't know about Kane. I didn't know nothing other than this is the game whose mechanics I fell in love with now being presented to a whole new audience of people who are going to, you know, young kids are going to pick this up. The kids that were getting bored with Fortnite are going to pick this game up. And we've already seen that. Like, shout out to Smokey. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Like we've got, we've already got that going on. So I, I could sit here all day and like be, give my passionate spiel about why I love Warfork. But I feel like that's a significant part of it is the accessibility of Warfork is the, the number one reason for me to like want to support it. Does anyone have anything to add to that?
3: I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? It's just the, your barrier of entry. I mean, even like something popular such as like for me, for instance, like CSGO. I mean, it's an incredibly popular game, but for some reason, that community is just off-putting for me, mm-hmm. I, and I and I don't really want to, you know, as much as I would like to, you know, learn the competitive aspect of it and you know learn become a a good CS Go uh, Go player or whatever. I just don't, uh, you know, just something about the community just doesn't uh, entice me to want to like get in on it, and then I rather mm-hmm. just watch the pros play and you know just enjoy it from that. standpoint um so you know community is a huge thing uh whether your game is popular or not the fact that you have a community that's willing to welcome new and old players in and back into the game i think it's a huge deal so if you don't have that then you know the game is just gonna just die out there's like really no point for it to you know invest your time into it and everything even to this day like quake world the oldest you know well, not the oldest, but it's one of the oldest arena FPS sh- shooter games, and you'll still find a community to this day, new and old players still playing it, just because it's you know, that it's a more mature audience. There's people welcoming in young kids to want or younger players to want to play it. So you know, that's what helps a game go. And then to add community events, that just makes it that much healthier.
0: What about the players that have actually shown up to play like we've we've had an interesting time kind of seeing who of the kind of legendary status war players are going to show up for Warfork. Fork. Um, it's been really interesting watching them kind of like. Show up and then fade into the maybe spotlight and then the people who have fully embraced it and, you know, come to these events that we've put on so far. Uh, which ultimately culminated in an amazing lineup for this event, I think, and especially the Clan Arena event. That was probably the most like, wow, I can't believe this is happening kind of thing. That brought back so much attention.
1: I still couldn't believe how many people signed up for that event in general. What do we have, 12, 13 teams of three?
0: I can't believe how y'all completely had that event up and ready to go. Like, I could not have been more ignorant of that going on. You know? I, uh, like, I knew there was a Clan Arena event gonna happen, and I knew it was gonna have our brand on it, but I've, like, I'm supposed to be, like, Voltron, or whatever, like, Voltron's head. I had no fucking idea when you guys were a cooking hub <laughs> until I saw it in action.
1: I feel well, I mean, like I, I have, called yeah, the turnout ahead. of that one. Like, Yeah. um, because I remember whenever, before we had even made it public, I was like, uh, probably gonna get, like, 10-15 teams. You know? And the being about that.
2: Yeah, it's undoubtedly the most popular mode in yeah. World of Sound War Warfors.
3: Why do you think that is? Movement mechanic. You can yep. fly like a goddamn majestic eagle. That's why.
2: It's <laughs> the the team based, well, loosely team based mode where you know the the unique mechanics of the game are most well displayed. Yeah. You know, it it just it's just the it, it's the main combat mode in Warsaw and Warfork where you can use every single movement mechanic strategically. Right. It's not just there for flair, it's part of what makes a skillful player.
1: Yeah. I feel like um I really cut my teeth uh in Warsaw and then Warfork um on the clan arena, I, I, uh personally, I'm in love with duel, and uh that'll probably be my favorite mode. But clan arena is definitely where the game comes alive, and separates itself from from the pack of other arena shooters because you can't you can't find a clan arena experience quite like the Warsaw or Warfork clan arena experience. So I feel like that's why it's got such a big community.
0: That was something I had to, like, come to terms with, with, like, what I did call that Clan Arena tournament is that, uh, because generally speaking, like, I, I have a strictly kind of Quake and Doom background, like, especially Quake 3. Clan Arena, in my mind, is just this casual, as casual as casual gets kind of game mode, right? And seeing the way that Clan Arena gets played in Warsaw and or Warfork in this case, is a mind blower because it's so, as you said, it, it really puts all of the mechanics on display. It's, it requires you to really it, utilize everything, pull out all the tools in the bag, and watching that event happen, watching some of the high-skilled players show up for that really made me appreciate Clan Arena on a different level than I'd ever thought about it before. So it was really an amazing experience, and I'm glad you guys put it together.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we did that. I'm definitely excited to do more
0: clan arena events. That that takes me to our next topic: is the uh, the potential for leagues?
3: Yeah, if the interest is there, you know, and people have that desire to want to make this into like a more involved thing, where it's not just you know once a month. If we feel like putting on an event, and we feel motivated enough to do it, and we have the time for it. And this can kind of be like in the hands of the community to want to take it upon themselves to really, you know, come together and make some kind of a weekly event for themselves, so then they can really make the, uh, the game flourish and everything. Right. And then it, it, it's kind of nice because it reminds me of the the early days for me when I was learning how to duel and learning how to, you know, just play competitively. Uh, it's like the game means that much more when you have something to learn from it rather than just. You know, you just come in there and play some randoms, and then the randoms don't stick around. Or whatever, it just kind of becomes like this stale community of like the same players over and over. Nobody really wants to, you know, push the game forward or anything like that. So if if the community has that drive and they want to do, you know, like weekly leagues with whether it's clan arena or um, or duels or or whatever game modes people are interested in, then it would make the game that much more motivating to want to pursue it and get better at it, and then just spend their time on it and then make it for a healthier community
2: on the same topic of people having, you know, a reason to, to play the game more. Um, not that, you know, loving the game isn't a reason enough to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, is knowing that you'll have this competitive play feel of other people to be, you know, constantly having as a reference that that's what that, that, that active competition is what drives people to be their best. You're not going to be your best by, you know, trying to catch up to somebody's records from five years ago on some map and whatever game. You're going to be your best by actively competing against people who are also trying to be the best, and having a regular, not necessarily not necessarily an event, but some regular um top skill gameplay for these players is what's going to result in another great period of amazing players that's the only way we're going to see higher skill is if these high skilled players are playing other high skilled players consistently
0: all right yep so actually i I want specifically spaced and zeb's point of view on this with the uh with some of the classic warsaw duelist not just duelists but just players in general showing up for these events who are the names that like we wanted to see uh that we have seen and also like the ones that we have not yet seen and what what do you think they have to offer the community going forward
3: um you know i think uh well, first of all, when we put together our uh international invite, it was really awesome to see the Japanese players, Russians, yeah. euros uh That was a real treat. I mean, you know, I only would see these guys in like YouTube vods and stuff like that, so it was kind of like really awesome to see their skills set being displayed in live form in the present day and it's cool to see really good players. Professional players, whatever, just people who are better than you playing the game, because you can kind of see what's possible. You know, if you're, you know, when you're playing the game and you're, and then it's like, okay, you know, if, if this is all it is, then great. But then all of a sudden you get like a whole group of players that are like way higher skilled than you, and then you really start to see what's possible, and you're like, wow, okay, so now I have a motivation. Like, now I know that there's, you know, there's more to this game than just what I've been doing, kind of. Right. So that's what that's what's exciting about it. That's and then so when it was it was great to see you know like Ono's Frax Lashaka Kuma. I mean like just if you I mean if the if forget about like winning games. I mean if you wanted to watch just pure art, artistry of movement, it's just like watching these Japanese players play like Kuma, uh Alva even like you know guys like Gunshot things like that. Like all these guys that just move with such fluidity and without effort but it looks so clean and so nice that you just marvel and you go man i didn't even know you could do that and then the fact that you can do that it just opens up a lot of doors you know it's kind of like the matrix where it's like release your mind you know like you just (laughs) you don't you, you just you almost like it's almost like you're breaking the rules every time you start seeing what's possible and stuff like that and then um you know and then from you know it, again, and I hate to keep bringing this back to like you know me learning dual back in the day because back then there was no like ELO or your SMMR what your you know rank was or whatever. It was just like, all right, these are the players that I comfortably beat, but there's like a whole set of other players that are an echelon above me that I'm either way behind or close to beating. So then when you start making those strides and you start beating people that normally would wipe the floor with you then you know you're progressing then you're like okay now i'm starting to really get this game because i'm getting to a a deeper level of understanding of this game and that's when it becomes fun because you're not just there worrying about crap how am i not going to get killed this time no now you're trying to really you know outsmart the player the game and just trying to like really solve the problems of what the game had presented to you in the begin in the beginning when you first starting out so it becomes that much more fun so All i right. would love to keep seeing all these, you know, seasoned players like you know, we hear names like Puffdar, Kerpal, the the even the North American players. Uh, unfortunately, haven't been able to get a hold of like Lowe and uh, a Snob. Like those are the real big mainstay legendary players uh, of our you know of the Warsaw days. That would be awesome to see to come back and really just show us like, you know, the community members like, hey, this is what's possible in the game. It's not just what we see in front of us. So it's always great to see people push the envelope, keep uh, growing the skill base.
0: We've had some really amazing players that, that specifically for this event did show up. We had Gunshot. We had a uh, Nuck under the name Liquid. Oh yeah. We had uh yeah, we had obviously Yuseb uh, making it all the way up to the semis with Loxer, uh, obviously Unos, Onos, uh Unos, Pooples <laughs> and Bananes, however he wants to be call- called. Ono's uh VJ, like Frag stealer, everybody Kicking ass. We had we had new players show up. We had uh, LEGO Ninja, who's a uh Destiny player. We had Devastation compete, who is like the best Doom 2 player who's probably ever existed. We have uh Adhe shows up for this whole thing. Like this is a really amazing turnout of players from all different skill levels and from all different kind of like walks of the gaming community, or at least the arena shooter community who ended up competing in Warfork and what we ended up with was loxer versus onos and it was actually very surprising onos worked his way up from the lower bracket like he was in his mind like i guess he was comfortable doing that when we interviewed him after the after the fight after the final uh best of five and everything he's just like yeah, I never really fucking sweated it, but he, you know, he, he went to the loser's bracket early and then just worked his way all the way back up and then shut down Boxer, which was outstanding. So what was your experience, Zeb, uh, playing in the event and also Donkey? Like it, both of you got to play in the event and watching these guys kind of go through around you and everything, because obviously Gumbo and I were kind of like uh, running out around with our heads cut off with everything else. What was your experience like on the ground dealing with these guys?
1: Um, well, I, I had the sub, which you know it will happen, um, but I had a lot of fun playing the two matches that I was able to play. Um, it's also in most of the games, uh, communicating with the players, getting getting matches set up, um, and uh, I uh, my biggest takeaway I guess was um, everyone was super supportive and happy that we were doing it for a good cause and um, everyone was really having a great time um, and I, I always love to see that at our events you know um, the community loves us and, and they they really come alive um, whenever, it, uh, whenever it comes down to it and um, I had no doubt in my mind um, that this event would be a success just like I had no Doubt in my mind that the last event would be a success, um, just because uh, you know we, we've got these guys to uh to lean on our players and um they're gonna show up and make it a make it a spectacle for sure um for the viewer. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun in there. Uh, I know Zeb he put on a way stronger showing than me. Um, <laughs> uh, he uh it was incredible to watch him. Um, I think. Him and Onos was probably the closest matchup of the night. Yeah. Um and uh that was a fun game to uh be in an admin on. Um just to uh be able to uh watch them up close. It always blows my mind.
2: <laughs> Gotta jump in real quick. Also, uh Frag Stealer vs Tonto up first slash kill me slash VJ Tengen, that was also an outstanding matchup. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, thought, well, I
0: thought so too. That was actually like the standout for me was watching those two compete. Also, I mean, it's really hard to pick because like Gunshot also put on a really strong showing. But I think VJ and Onos was really interesting. Um, because VJ, you know, he, for anybody that doesn't know, he's like conducting the Warfort Wednesdays as opposed to the Fort Fridays that we put on, like the kind of European version of everything. Watching him week by week, like, practice Duel and improve and, like, practicing, like, up, you know, the, the several days up to this, I'm practicing with him. Uh, I was trying to get Devastation up to speed on some of the, you know, game aspects and everything. And then uh, Onos also, also, by the way, I took, like, five frags off Onos the other day. So that's important to note. I'm improving as a player myself. But, yeah, like, that definitely was... definitely something to be proud of. I'm, I couldn't be more proud of that. I was super psyched. When that happened, he was angry. He was like, "I was like, dude, I'm very excited about like the way I'm performing today." And he's like, "Not fucking me, bro. This is lame. <laughs> I'm losing to motherload. I'm really fucking Damn. up. I'm not going to win this tournament." But he did. He did go on to win it. But yeah, but I, what course. what I want to know is like, um, Zeb, you you made it to play you know all of the quote unquote pros in this tournament. You played Loxer. You played ONos. You play, you played everybody. Yeah, podium finish, man. From from the view, you know, near the top of the mountain. What do you? Like, who is the strongest competitor right now? And who do you see? Uh, who maybe didn't compete in this event, but could show up for the next event?
3: I mean, <clears throat> so just going off the you know the top players in this event, like for instance, uh, like Onos is a very uh, reactionary, sound kind of bass player. He really knows how to play off of a player. And then, um, so it. even if you know a map well, you have to very be very careful in making as little mistakes as possible. Because as soon as you give him that inch, you'll be able to turn the, even though you may be more comfortable on a map, you'll be able to turn the game on against you. And then you're just like fighting tooth and nail just to kind of regain some sort of control back. Or you just have to be hitting spectacular shots, which makes it really stressful for the game. Um, so if you have like a string of fortunate kills, like you know, you know, it's getting kills off the spawn, those are get become really important. In trying to get back into the match and everything, and then when you kind of lose that momentum, then you, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> especially if the, the the map's running out of time, then you're just not gonna make a comeback. It makes it become difficult. Frag sealer is just another punishing player. I mean, when every fight you take with them is dangerous. I don't care if you have the advantage, I don't care if you have the better position, I don't care if you have quadruple his stack, it's always a dangerous fight. So with him, it's like, you need to be, another, again, you have to be very knowledgeable about the map, but you have to be extremely on point with your fight. And you have to take the highest percentage fight in your favor. Like Unless it's like 90% in your favor, do not take the fight against Frax there. You will undoubtedly just not come out on top. And, um, you know, I think in. And then Loxer was just like another player who really knew how to zone you into, uh, into his own game. He had ways of, you know, I'll be making a comeback or I'll be trying to, like, take a fight with him, but he knew how to position himself in advantageous positions, so he had a way out every time. So. You'd be dealing damage to him, but then he would have an exit strategy no matter what, and then an item would be perfectly timed in his favor uh so then that he can never be in like that back foot position so that's what made it hard against him as well um, I think in future events, you know again, if we see players like Lashaka, maybe even the Japanese players you know showing off that movement, Lashaka was just one of those players that was just like you know. Reminds me of Cooler, you know, everybody talks about Cooler, you know, as being like the boa constrictor and everything. He just really knew how to choke you out of a map. So it was not only was he, you know, punishing in terms of his aim and uh, tactics and everything, but you just didn't there was like no out. No matter what fight you took, no matter what uh position you were in, it just didn't seem like it was a successful it just didn't seem like anything was going to be successful in my favor. So I would just always be struggling just to even take a proper fight with him. So you know, just like, I guess, in true Russian fashion, he just kind of just choked you out of a map, and you just were feeling squeezed and pressured every time you take the fight. So I feel like if he were to make another showing, um, that would be kind of the type of uh, fight you would expect, and he would probably be very strong and probably be winning more tournaments. And again, I would love to see the other, the other, uh, you know, Kirpal, Puftar, all those other guys that are... From the from the from the past and even like the NA players like Lo and Snob it would would be really awesome to see that uh, those games happen again. Um, So yeah, I mean that would be my take on it for events now and future.
0: Yeah, I think I think Lashaka is currently like the man to beat. Like he wasn't here for this event because he was participating uh, in uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong in the CPM event. Yeah. And yeah, he's the man to beat right now in Warfork. So. I I'm curious as to who can rise up and challenge him. It's really kind of scary. Like Onos has dramatically improved. You've dramatically improved yourself. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. I'd like I'd like to see. I I'd, I've never seen Puff Dwarf compete ever except in demos. So I'd really like to see what he has to offer. Jalapeno has been hopping around in servers. Sorry to call you out like that, bro. But like you have <laughs> been so. We'd like to see you in an, in an event soon. Like that would be great. But I think if we if we do end up doing this, uh, we've talked about doing the CA three v three or or you know ten, tentative how exactly the format will work, but ACA league and a dual league. I'm really really excited to see who will like rise to the top and dominate the scene. Because I yeah, feel like we're right. just at the right. tip of the iceberg right now. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think that these leagues are really going to pull out the rest of the people that uh, have not yet shown their face since Warfork has emerged.
1: I know at least um, for the clan arena folks, there's a lot of interest. Um, anytime I go in there to play a quiet round, it seems like they're asking me about the league. And, you know, um, Whenever you have enthusiasm like that, it's really easy to be successful. Yeah.
0: You know, so We're just making that, sure we don't rush it. We want to do it right, right, of course, right? Yeah. Right, we'll get it done correctly. I have great confidence in you guys as a team, everybody here. But so, with that said, we you know, our last event was a three day event, was uh, our last charity event, I should say, the Pigeon Classic. We raised $600 in the course of three days, like a three part event. And this event, we raised four hundred and thirty eight dollars in one day so this was pretty outstanding like this is like a we really set the bar high and i can't thank everybody who gave enough for this i can't thank everybody who helped out obviously we have to say thank you too because we were giving away steam keys the whole time like the folks at kovacs 2.0 the meta those guys showed up for us um Bruno, uh, you know my friend Bruno Bedwan, uh, creator of Nightmare Reaper, one of the best damn first-person shooters out there right now, showed up for us uh, gave us some Steam keys. And especially Steven Kick, we salute the shit out of you, man. Night Dive Studios gave us like 20 Steam keys of all absolute hits to give away, and that was like that was the most rewarding part of this whole fucking thing for me. Was like just knowing that we we've like. I don't mean to brag, but we've like really established ourselves as like something that people look at and they're like, hey, that's worth it. That's worth giving to. That's worth paying attention to. When we send a message to somebody, they respond. That means a lot to me personally. So I'm I the sky's the limit for for me as far as I'm concerned with with everything that we've done so far. man, this has been amazing. And I'm really honored to have worked uh, through this whole thing with all of you guys as well.
3: Keeps us motivated
1: yeah special thanks to Stephen kick and all those guys for donating keys it really helped keep our momentum up you know the it was great compared to a three-day marathon i feel like we we really kept things kept things rolling throughout the few hours that we did and uh it really kept the donations pouring in the energy was great so it really helped a lot
0: Yeah, and thank you for <laughs> space for actually managing that a whole the whole giveaway bot while the all the cacophony of the event was going on dude
1: it was a blast, you know. And uh, Cocaine Diesel actually got a tee, and they asked for it to be sent to the White House. So uh, maybe <laughs> Trump will be wearing one soon.
0: Yeah, I hope so, man. That would be, be great. really fucking dope. But I wish you got space just to share the the message. It literally does say like the actual address to the Pennsylvania Avenue. Send it to the, send it, it to address it to Cocaine Diesel at whatever the fuck you know Northwest Pennsylvania Avenue. Like that's golden so yeah that's all i really have man i'm really i'm really stoked to see what happens for the warfort community and for the keep because we've uh this is uh unfortunately not even the biggest thing we have in the bag but we can't talk about the big thing right now the keep has a lot of shit going on right now that is gonna fucking blow everybody's mind i'm so happy like this has been the happiest sunday of a long time and i'm glad to spend it with you guys
3: yeah, man, glad you can have us on with this. Yeah, with us. yeah, it's been great. Thank you, mother love. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you to every one of you guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. Man. Stay in the key, y'all.